What we need to know about Mary, as much as she was a woman of God, it is wrong to magnify her. We can honor her, we don't worship her, we don't magnify her. Mary, listen, in this text, she is a recipient of grace only. She is not a dispenser of grace. She has no ability to give grace to others any more than you and I do. But she's a recipient of grace. But this just in, if you're alive in Jesus Christ, you are a recipient of grace too. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Live in the Light, featuring the teaching ministry of Robbie Simons. Hey, it's a very special time of year, that being Christmas, and we thought we would take a pause from our regular programming and focus in on the incredible, astonishing good news that Christmas is to us in Jesus Christ. Well, today's message takes us right into Luke's gospel and an arrival before the big arrival. We're in Nazareth today with Gabriel and Mary, and we're getting some incredibly good news about the plan that God has laid out for his creation. Without anything further, let's dive right now into Luke chapter one, and here is Pastor Robbie with today's teaching. I mean, Nazareth was a small, obscure, and not regarded highly town. I think it's safe to say that Nazareth was the armpit of Israel. No, it was. Like, really, if you really study in the commentaries and figure out, it's like, it was, it was, it was held in very low regard. Like, you probably were embarrassed in some ways if you came from this region compared to other regions. But this message came a time and a place and notice it came to a person. It came to people, Mary and Joseph specifically. And watch this, ready? Normal people doing their duty, going about life, trying to be faithful. And Gabriel says, greetings, O favorite one, the Lord is with you. You know, Martin Luther points out this. He says, the Lord could have easily have gone to the daughter of the high priest in all her fancy clothing and all her riches in all her prominence and all her, and that would kind of make sense, right? If you're gonna announce the birth of the son of God coming to earth, you find the most important person that you can, the most important woman in this case, and you announce to her in all her kind of glory that you're gonna use her. The Lord doesn't do that, he He chooses a lowly, really a peasant girl, a teenage, young teenage, probably between 12 and 14 years old. Very poor peasant girl from a very lowly town. Think of what we learn about God and his plan at this first Christmas. Think of what God is impressed with. He's not impressed with what the world is impressed with. He's impressed with the heart that wants to be used by him. Notice then how much the Christmas story is dripping with grace. Readings, O favor, when the Lord is with you. Much has been made of this verse, much by the Catholic church. Hail Mary, full of grace, okay? Let's just get one thing straight, okay? It is not wrong to honor Mary in terms of she was set apart in a special way. After all, Elizabeth says in verse 43 of chapter one, uh, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? All right, so listen to that. 
There's one woman in the history of the world, one woman out of the billions and billions of women who've ever lived and been born. And Mary is the one that is allowed to carry in her womb the son of God. I mean, that's a pretty special honor, right? She says in her Magnificat, which we'll get to in this series, Lord willing, can't wait, pretty exciting. She says, now all generations shall call me blessed. Yes, Mary, that's, that's a good word because you are blessed and since you were carrying around in your womb, again, Jesus, the son of God. Boom, right? That hurts your mind. However, what we need to know about Mary, as much as she was a woman of God, it is wrong to magnify her. We can honor her. We don't worship her. We don't magnify her. Mary, listen, in this text, she is a recipient of grace only. She is not a dispenser of grace. She has no ability to give grace to others any more than you and I do. But she's a recipient of grace. But this just in, if you're alive in Jesus Christ, you are a recipient of grace too. So the angel says, greetings, Mary. Oh, for everyone, the Lord is with you. Let's apply the gospel of Christmas to our lives right now. Are you alive in the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, listen, the Lord's saying hi to you too, okay? And he's saying, you're favored. You're a child of God, man. You are son or daughter of the king. Uh, you're pretty favored. You're pretty favored and you're pretty blessed, okay? And listen, and last time I checked, the Lord is with you every second of your life. You have been filled by the Holy Spirit of God and he will never leave you or forsake you. So in every case, Christmas is special, I get it. Luke 1 is special. This Annunciation to Mary, it's special. It never happened like this again. But when you apply the truths and the beauty of the gospel, God's plan is that every person would know the favor of God as they belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ as well. That's pretty awesome, okay? The gospel, watch, comes though to the needy. Think of what the Annunciation tells us and gives us a picture of the gospel itself. Here's Mary, again, just lowly Mary. Jesus would go on to say when he was raised and started his ministry, he would say, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The very idea of the Annunciation gives us a picture of who God works within. Point number one, God's plan is sent. Point number two, we see this, God's plan is now defined. Let's take some courage. It's now defined, take courage. Look at verse 29 now. Verse 29, but she was greatly troubled at the saying. Notice the text doesn't say she was greatly troubled at the sight. I mean, that must've been shocking. But what really troubled her was what the angel Gabriel said to her. And she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. That's a strong theme in the Christmas story. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. For you have found favor with God. Notice the humility of Mary here. Notice her response isn't like, what well, took you so long, Gabriel? Of course you chose me. Duh. I've been waiting for you. Like, how come you didn't come sooner? I'm obvious the choice of God. She's not doing it all. Her response is a mixture of fear and wonder and confusion. And you can blame her. Like kind of, what's going on? Gabriel has been sent from the very presence of God. That is awesome to me. He's in the presence of God. And God's like, go. Gabriel comes down and, and he knows what's happening. It's just, this is, this is really, really neat to me. And he says, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Here's a principle for our lives then. Ready? To know the plan of God is to know the courage of God. Or you can say it this way. 
with the favor of God conquers the fear of man or favor conquers fear. Is there anything more powerful than the favor of God upon your life? For example, if God is for you, yes, then who can be against you? Think about that. You're like, lots of people are against me. My own family's against me. The, my boss at work seems to be against me. The people around me in the community seem to be against me. There's people against me. They're out to get me. But in the end, but in the end listen, if God is for you, if God is for you eternally and sufficiently and perfectly and the God Almighty, if God is for you, <coughs> then, and who really can be against you? Some guy? Some punk? Some, some, some wicked person? No, I, I like your chances, man. If God is for you, I, I like your chances. Your chances are perfect perfect victory in your favor. Ready, ready, ready? Think of Christmas this year. Like, do yourself a favor. Christmas is God's plan being for you. I mean, like, sit sit and stare at the tree and think about that or ponder the text and just think about that. Listen to a Christmas carol and think. Christmas, in its essence, is the plan of God stating that if I'm alive in Jesus Christ, that he's for me because he sent his son for me because he loves me. That fills me with courage. If God is for me, well, it doesn't matter what you do because in the end, I'm with the Lord forever. Notice the plan of God now detail. Look at verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Huh? And you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Oh, it's so good. Put yourself in Mary's shoes, okay? Don't be afraid, Mary. The plan of God is here. She's like, what plan? What does this plan look like? Here it is. You will bear a son. His name will be Jesus. Jesus Jesus, uh, means Jehovah is salvation. This child will be the savior of the world. He will be great, meaning no one will ever be greater, ever, than this child born to you, Mary. A slight tangent, but so on course. John Piper, he said this. He says, a Christian ashamed of Jesus is like a candle ashamed of the sun. the majesty and the greatness of Jesus. He will be called the son of the most high means he is the son of God. He will receive the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. This refers to the promises made by God all those centuries ago. They're all fulfilled in his child, more specifically and accurately, his son, Jesus the Christ. And then Gabriel says, his kingdom will not end. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah, are you like me when you see the word kingdom now after I seek first the kingdom series? You see the word kingdom, it's like, it kind of pops from the text. Hey, there's his kingdom again. It's awesome. His kingdom will have no end. I mean, you want to be on the right team, get into God's kingdom. Because his kingdom never ends. Kingdoms of earth, they come and go. They falter, they die. The kingdom of God lasts 
forever. Christmas is the arrival of his kingdom. Jesus, when his ministry starts, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is the personification of the kingdom of God, his rule, his reign, his glory here on earth. Loved ones, seek first the kingdom because that's the kingdom that lasts. Don't seek first the earth. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom. That's why Christmas is so awesome. Here's what I know. I know not all of us right now are in the Christmas spirit. I know some of us are lagging behind and there's lots of grace for that. That's okay. I won't judge you much. Just joking, just joking. No, my heart is also trying to come along, but it's working. Like right now it's working for me. But there's nothing like a Christ-exalting Christmas carol to help us along the way. Isn't that true? We've had that already today, but let me just, let me just take another lap around the track here to get some more people going in the right direction of Christmas. By the way, I'm not talking about amazon.ca right now, right? I'm not talking about shopping malls and whatever and all that ridiculousness, okay? I'm talking about this. Come thou long expected, come thou long expected, Jesus, right? Born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation. This is yeah, yeah. This is what we're praying for here. Joy of every, see, see, like it's the longing heart. It's the heart longing for him. And if we go to the next verse here, uh, born thy people to deliver. I say we sing it. Let's sing it together. Ready? Want to do that? Let's do that right now. Like with, with, with reverence and with meaning, okay? And let's sing this and let's let, the, let's let the joy of Christmas. Holy Spirit, would you even start right now? Would you start right now and let us to sing this and start to feel it because our minds are being renewed in what is true. Okay, here we ready? Ready? Born thy people to deliver. Born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Oh, you guys are such good singers. Amen. 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 For that, amen. Amen. Contemplate and meditate on the truth that we're singing. Let it become real to you and to me. Holy Spirit, would you be doing that? Why does these things bring encouragement to us? Because if you're saved in Christ, you realize you're part of God's plan. You realize you're part of God's plan. Raise us to thy glorious throne. Like that's our reality. It brings us courage. It, it's what's coming. It's when you know that you're part of God's plan of salvation, you find great courage at Christmas time. As we do every year, I implore you because of these truths, loved ones, the next few weeks, just take the time to sing a little louder. Take the time to wake up a little earlier. Do it, maybe just 10 minutes. Set the alarm 10 minutes earlier. Sit a little stiller. Don't rush off. Put the phone away from where you can reach it. 
to sit and, and be still and know he's the God of the plan of salvation and redemption through Christmas. Be a little bolder this Christmas. Be a little bolder with the gospel. Forgive a little faster. Put those hurts aside. The spirit of Christmas that we would love. Give a little greater. Don't accumulate more stuff. Give more to the kingdom. Pray a little harder. Worship a little stronger. Love a little better. When I say, of course, a little and all these things, by God's grace, a lot. Do all these things a lot more. The plan of God brings courage to our lives. Know his plan, love his plan, live his plan. Point number three, God's plan explained now. Be expectant. Look at verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, it's a very fair question. How will this be since I'm a virgin? She's just explaining in total clarity. I've never been with a man. So how in the world am I going to get pregnant? Okay. This isn't a statement of doubt. It's a genuine desire to understand how this is going to be. She's almost like, tell me, like, I, I believe, but tell me how. Like, I, I just can't wait to hear how God's going to do this. And the angel answered her, verse 36 or 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Wow. So Gabriel explains to her, Mary, you're not going to believe this, but you are. This is going to be a miraculous conception. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will conceive and a child will begin to be formed in your womb and it will be none other than the Son of God. It's so interesting. The Holy Spirit conceives again in the womb of Mary and this allows for the Son of God not to be tainted by the sin of man. There's a, a chain broken in the line of Adam. And somehow, some way, in Mary's womb, the Holy Spirit ensures and secures the fact that this child will be like no other child ever born. He will be without sin from the very beginning. He will be perfect. And that allows him, loved ones, this is so important in this miraculous conception because this allows then Jesus to be the sinless Savior for our sins. It allows him to bear the penalty and pay the price of God's demands of perfection on our behalf. All part of God's plan right here at the Annunciation. Awesome. Gospel is awesome. With the plan of God explained, now comes more reason to be expectant. You know, um, just before I move on, I just want to say this. When the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, um, that word overshadowed used in scripture is used to apply the presence of God in the holy of holies in the temple. Mary, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. This is, this is the theology that's always just, if I think about it long enough, it's like that song, Mary, Did You Know? Um, one of my daughters is playing that on repeat right now to the point I'm like, if I hear that one more time, you know, bless her heart. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you Mary in her womb is containing in some form the epitome of the Holy of Holies. Like she's holding in her womb in some ways, again, you can't fully grasp 
that, <laughs> that holy of holies, the, 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 the son of God, the perfect one, the Lord of all creation, the one who allows her heart to beat, her lungs to breathe is in her womb. <laughs> she must've sat there. I mean, the, 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 the text says in different occasions, she pondered all these things. I bet she did. Well, wow, what's going to happen again? And it's just, again, just loved ones, just like turn off Holly Jolly Christmas for a couple of minutes. Just like, shut down again the shopping spree. Just, 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 just put aside all the distractions of all the parties you want to go to. I'll just first, just put it there for a second. Just and just let it, just let it breathe in the incarnation. I don't think you'll be disappointed, you know. And all of a sudden, Holly Jolly Christmas isn't really jolly. Like it can't give you any lasting jolly joy. Jesus can, and Jesus will. He will. This is the glory. Now look at verse 36. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Notice this, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now, why is this significant? Because Gabriel says, oh yeah, you know your cousin Elizabeth? You know how like her period has stopped? She's so old, like she can't have children. It's impossible to have children for her. She's barren. You know that one? She's pregnant. She is. She's six months pregnant. And what man says is impossible. God's like, try me. She's pregnant. And so you, you're also going to be miraculously pregnant. And you're going to go visit your cousin who is also miraculously pregnant. And the two of you will get together, which contain the two most important and powerful human beings who have ever lived, John the Baptist and Jesus, the son of God. And they will see each other in the womb and John will even leap for joy next week. Lord willing, can't wait, okay? This is what's gonna happen, Mary. Miracles are taking place because God's plan is being executed for the salvation of the world. Awesome, man. My Christmas spirit meter is going up right now. This is so good. This is, this is what happens. Again, to know his plan, when you see, again, you know, some of you right now, okay, some of you right now, I want you to stare at verse 37. Look at it, okay? This is for you, not just for Mary and Elizabeth, because we serve the same God, ready? For nothing will be impossible with God. Some of us right now, we are struggling in doubt and discouragement and despair. Jesus comes in right now and he says, man, you don't think I'm bigger than your discouragement? You don't think I'm greater than your situation? You don't think I can look down upon your environment and I can do the impossible? You don't think that I can overcome your weakness and overcome your frustration and overcome your... You don't think that I am who I say I am? Think again, child. Think again. For I am the God of the impossible. And whatever I say happens, happens. And whatever I command to command is, is done. I can do whatever I want and whomever I want, whenever I want, because I am God. And he says, listen, I love you. And I sent my son for you. And I will do the impossible for you. But you got to start believing. You got to start believing. We belong to a limitless God, inexhaustible God, omnipotent, omnipresent God. 
Hey, hey, what miracles are you asking for this Christmas? Every year, man, every year, we see the miracle of people being saved from death every year. So many. What are you asking for? Do you believe God can do it? Hey, this is why we have a prayer meeting on December 22nd at 5 p.m. No service, but there's a service. And we're going to be praying for God to do miracle after miracle after miracle. The expectant takes us to our last point. God's plan embraced. Have faith. Look at verse 38, our final verse. And Mary said, I love this. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. That's beautiful. Look at Mary's humility. Look at her submission. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me. Whatever, what you have said may be so. Let it be to me according to your word. Notice her submission, her humility. It's so beautiful. Notice she's saying that she says like, you're the potter, I'm the clay. Not my will, but your will be done. The inference here, you know, Mary, she's obviously so filled with faith right now and she's saying this and she's like, you know, I know there's gonna be cost. I know there's gonna be sacrifice. I know it's gonna hurt. But I'm a servant of the Lord and let it be done according to your word. This is what it means to embrace God's plan, especially at this time of Christmas. I wanna throw a few things up here just to, End this sermon with right here, okay? Embracing God's plan by faith. Ready here? This is from, from, from our story. This is for us to apply to our lives right now. This is what Mary was doing right here. She was embracing the unknown. As much as she was told was gonna happen, man, the details were to come. You embrace God's plan for you and for your life. We, 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 we embrace by faith what we cannot see. We know how this ends, but from here until then, we embrace by faith. We embrace our weakness. Mary's a peasant girl from a lowly town. She's got nothing in the world's eyes. And she's like, that's okay. I trust, let, let it be to me according to your word. We, we embrace the cost. Who, who here right now, you, you need to embrace the cost because we're embracing God's plan by faith. He never promises there won't be cost. He promises there will be cost. We need to embrace God's word. That's what Mary does by faith to see what God says and to trust him above all. And at the end, we embrace his will, not our own. Mary says, essentially she's saying, your will be done. Whatever you say, Lord, whatever you say. Who here right now, in light of the Christmas plan of God, the reality of the incarnation leading to the crucifixion, the resurrection, and one day soon, the return of Jesus Christ, the second advent, and where we are looking to be glorified in his state, forever, forever healed, forever without sin, forever defeating darkness and Satan, embracing his will by faith and to say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I need you. Oh God, give us the faith to embrace your plan, not our own, and to do this by faith. If you'd like to hear this message again or the rest of the messages from this series, you can find these resources and more on our website at liveinthelight.ca. Hey, Robbie Simons here. Listen, as we wrap up another year here at Live in the Light, you need to 
to know that your support for this ministry is so appreciated and welcomed. You know our theme verse for Living the Light is that one time you were in darkness, but now you are light. So we are to walk as though we are children of light from Ephesians chapter 5. That's really what we're seeking to do. And so many people from darkness to light by the power of God's word. Hey, would you just take a moment right now again from me to you? Would you stop and consider and would you honestly pray? But how the Lord might be leading you if you've been encouraged and you've been discipled and you've been growing in the Lord this past year, that you would help us to continue to be on air in this way and having an impact in a day where truth is so ever needed. So if God is leading you right now to support Live in the Light, there's a few ways that you can do that. Number one, you can become a power partner that's a monthly contributor to the ministry. We are so thankful for those who have made that decision to do that. Uh, you can also go on our website at liveinthelight.ca. All the information will be there, or you can call us at 1-844-225-4448. That is 1-844-225-4448. Again, bless you for taking this seriously and helping us continue to minister to hundreds and hundreds of people with the light and the love and the truth of Jesus Christ. You are so loved. I'm Craig Turnbull, and on behalf of Robbie Simons, we invite you to join us again next time on Live in the Light.